How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going. Today's yeah. better than yesterday. Today's still a little, little odd. That's an upward slope. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then tomorrow is Friday. And then Saturday? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Is Sunday a... Would you put Sunday on the upward slope or the downward slope? Oh, immediately downward. Yeah. Uh, people worship God on that day, so like, a lot of people <laughs> wasting their time. Mm-hmm. And then B, I think it's the it's the dread of like, oh, tomorrow is Monday. You yeah. know the fun's coming to an end. With Saturday yeah. or Friday night, you're like, tomorrow? I ain't got to do shit tomorrow. Yeah, and there's there's that feeling through both days, and then su- Sunday it's like, ha <laughs> <laughs> you like, know the you know the there's an interviewer who's like interviewing a small child about like summer break, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, how are you enjoying summer break? Are you excited to go back to school? And the kids like kind of laughing, they immediately goes into tears. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't remember what they were talking about, but I know the clip you're talking yeah. about. Um, I guess that's that's true, right? Because we have TGIF. Which isn't like because you're like, man, I'm glad that this is another day that I get to work. It's because you're looking forward to Saturday. Um, it's the same thing like with happy hour being at like 5 p.m. or whatever. It's like you're looking towards the start of no responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. I guess it was kind of a softball question because I think most people probably would empathize there. Um like Saturday, Saturday or not Saturday, uh, Sunday for me has a bit of the Majora's Mask Day Three music going on, where it's like, bum, ba, da, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. and then there's like the horns in the background. It's like, hmm, hmm, and you're like, something's deeply unsettling happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still the there's the facade on top of it of like, I can still play games, I can do all this stuff, whatever. And then it's just the music slowly getting quieter in the background. <laughs> As uh, as the moon crashes onto uh, onto your plan, yeah, I wish we were better as a I won't say society, but like as humans to appreciate stuff in the moment. Mm. But myself and literally every other person I've ever talked to, like if you have something coming up, like oh, it's a doctor appointment tomorrow, you just get so fixated on like the this thing's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that like 100% for like an actual event or an appointment or something like that. Um, it's just, yeah, it tends to dominate your, your your mindset there. Admittedly, I don't get super, super anxious about literally going back to work. Like that's something that's been going on for years. But I do like the, um, I don't know if you get this, probably there, the, the, the like momentary euphoria where you're kind of just sitting there doing something and you're like, like tomorrow's free or something like that. I, I don't have anything to do, or maybe you have something to do that you actually care about, right? Or you enjoy doing um, as opposed to something that you have to do. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Like I like right now, I know that there's going to be more of this and that, that seems excellent. Oh yeah. I, I've had like really shitty work days where like afterwards I had plans with friends or something else, or just something over the weekend. You know, it's maybe like a rough week, and I'm like, but once that comes around, oh, oh, oh. uh huh. So it really allows you to, to kind of power through in a nice way. Yeah. But then the opposite of what we were kind of talking about earlier is the you want to do something, be productive, be happy, but you have this looming fear of, I shouldn't say fear, but like mm-hmm. something you don't want to happen. Yeah. Whether the, the, the extremeness of how bad it is uh, yeah. just kind of sits over you like, uh. yeah, at least a little bit of anxiety. Revulsion's too strong a word, probably. Yeah, it's definitely too strong. And I and I have weak arms. Mm-hmm. But like perfect example, uh, I knew I had to take meds today. And meds for me in this specific context is like self-injection with an actual needle. Mm-hmm. And I've never been a huge fan of that, as I don't think most people are. 
Right. But I know the medicine is good for me to a degree. But there is that like, I want to push it off as much as possible and not think about it. I have to do it. But then when I do it, and it's done. It's like, okay, it wasn't actually that bad. It's just the, right. the dread coming up to it. Yeah, you're through it. Yeah. That, that does apply to work, I think, too, unless it's a particularly bad day. Some some days, it's like, this is worse than I anticipated. But most it's, of the it's time, just one it's one of those like, days. It's just like, ugh. I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to play video games. And then you like get into it and you're like, okay, well, this is fine. Um, Then you're done. and You're like, great. Now I have some balance in my life and I'll appreciate recreation more. Not everybody's lucky like that. (laughs) Sometimes people have days that significantly worse, but um, it feels, I think, uh, what is it? Momentum versus like inertia, right? Where it's like, once you've started in on something, it's it's a lot easier to see it through normally. Yeah, it's just getting over the initial hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You've been driving down, you know, uh, a little cul-de-sac type thing, and then as soon as you hit over that speed bump, you just gun it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, that's out of the way. Uh-huh. I have no way to, like, actually take this topic and transform it into the topic we were going to talk about for the episode. Oh, no, I never try and explicitly set you up for that. Yeah, I feel that that would be cheating. I was thinking about it and I was like, hmm. Well, I mean, if you were ever forced to work through the weekend, I think that would suck because you would have a fear of not interacting with your friends when they're doing things. And that could be missing out. Topic. All I'm saying is if we ever do have aliens land and we have to decide, you know, who's going to meet them first? Who's going to interact with them? I want it to be fucking Jake. I want it to be Jake. (laughs) You don't want want it to to be me. (laughs) I want him to try and roll into the transition of like, hey, so you're not going to kill us, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you want it to be me because I think I think, you know, we had this uh, the discussion on like um, the finality of human existence and all this stuff. So if aliens showed up and they're like, hey, what should we do? But just wipe everybody out. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. We're <laughs> insignificant. Just just end it. <laughs> Give um, me a day to, like, burn my hard drive just in case. And then, like, you know, nuke the whole nuke the rest of it. Honestly, yeah. no, you got to have a backup. But uh, <laughs> I've spent some time online. We don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it. Save yourselves. <laughs> in short, save yourselves catalog the podcast before you go though um please uh-huh. make sure other civilizations get that that would be the greatest injustice of mankind that like the only piece of our culture of our civilization that carries on is soapstone podcast yeah <laughs> that's like that's wake up in the night cold sweat fears for people who <laughs> historians <laughs> and things like that uh long line of a long lineage of human accomplishment and like terrible deeds done in history uh-huh. all all this stuff over like so much time mm-hmm. i left it vague for the religious people um and then it's just 10, i was talking about yeah. video games in a vague sense for you know 250 episodes or something yeah it's like i don't really get humans but they really like something called dark souls <laughs> and that's all we know about them <laughs> Um, imagine the aliens talking about like uh i'm trying to think something that aliens would do that doesn't have mm-hmm. a, like a correlation to oh that would be like the equivalent for humans like they're farming right they like eat suns or something who knows yeah it's right? like oh you're trying to grow space beets the right. oh i hear that's the dark souls of space vegetables uh-huh uh-huh and they're like stop saying that it wasn't <laughs> funny millennia ago <laughs> It's it's never been funny. Um, but yeah, this topic's FOMO, or the fear of missing out, as it's defined by Webster's Dictionary. Oh, I thought it was a slur that involved foam. And... <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a misspell of foom. <laughs> <laughs> Which now, as, as of now, should be the title of the episode. Um just because people will will listen to it and be like, well, it's been 
it's been like 10 minutes and they haven't even talked about what the episode's about. And then like the first thing they jump into is foom. But um, yeah, FOMO. How would you describe FOMO? Have you ever experienced FOMO in game, out of game? I just want to keep saying FOMO so people it's forget the actual say. definition. Yeah. No FOMO. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of FOMO. Just a little bit. <laughs> so in like a, a human socialization context, the fear of missing out is like you want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you get invited to plans, you're like, I should go. Because if I don't go, I'll be like, oh, well, I could have missed out on something else. Um, it's like the super salad thing. Like you feel like you're missing out on something mm-hmm. and you don't want to waste your precious time and you want to be involved in everything you can and not miss out on those opportunities. So in a gaming sense, mm-hmm. um, usually this is used as a way to target a given demographic to encourage them to spend more time in a game. Maybe right. it's ordering a game early to like lock in the, those cash dollars Maybe it's like a specific event where if you if you participate in the event, you can get like a cool cosmetic thing and you can't get it outside of that unless you pay real money mm-hmm. and other things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's in gaming. It's definitely been something that's on the rise recently because um, I don't know. We, you could have probably an episode on just like the rise and fall of different monetization schemes in gaming. Because, like, you go back far enough and you had, like, literally shareware. They're like, hey, literally copy this. Put it on a floppy disk because that's the only media that exists. Have your friend. That was a great fucking rhyme. Oh, did I, I didn't even mean to. Um, and copy uh, this. Put it on a floppy disk. It exists. <laughs> I can, it. I, the problem is, the problem is, it's very close to um, don't copy that floppy. Which is so also most, a certified banger. Yeah, so I, I most get like 25% credit. There's like depreciating street cred. Um, but yeah, like in the method of distribution then was a lot more basic. And then we went through this period of like, hey, buy a game, which has extended for you know a long time as well. Um, and then once you bought the game, you're good. And we had an MMO craze where it was all subscription-based. And now we've kind of wrapped back around to this is free, but like free with a whole bunch of quotes. And not everything's free, but uh, it does seem to be the prevalent uh, system for games that are coming out. Overwatch 2, things like that. Yeah, most things aren't free. First off, freedom. Mm. Um, Yeah. Bucko 5. Is is that all? <laughs> Pulls exactly a dollar and five cents out of my out of my wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think in general, the goal is always. I mean, it's always money because it is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way you get more money outside of the initial money. purchase, <laughs> money. <laughs> it's a little more straightforward than Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> But like, so obviously there's the initial purchase of a game, right? That is Uh a flat fixed cost. So you pay that to either a retailer or an online provider and you will have the game. Now, beyond this point, there's really no reason for you to spend more money. You can spend more time because you own it um, as much as you want, but they don't get any benefit from that, right? Mm -hmm. So the other ways to monetize that is to offer an online service. So if you have like an ongoing subscription, like you mentioned yep. with MMOs, that's one way to do it. Uh, another way is to have people opt in with things like, oh, there's uh, cosmetics or DLC. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to point a, a big uh, two fingers at Payday 2 for being yeah. notorious for having <laughs> like a, pack, a new DLC pack a week. 300 DLC children. It's... Uh, it's not as bad as some other games, but like part. out of games that I've played, I think it's the most notorious. I think it's overall it's probably like Sims is one of the biggest offenders. Yeah. Sims is ridiculous. The other one that I don't engage with, but I know is crazy is like a uh, railroad tycoon and like some of those simulation games where every single train or plane or something like that, that they add to the game is like a little DLC. Mm-hmm. And I only know that because there was, um, uh, one simulator like that. I think it was trains. 
and I looked at the full purchase price when it wasn't on sale and it was literally like two thousand dollars. Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm like, yeah. People like their simulators. So I mean in general, DLC is not bad in and of itself. No. Again, Dark Souls DLC. Mwah. Choice. Lord of Destruction. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that actually was DLC. Yeah. I mean they were called them expansion packs back then, but it was just yeah. big I mean, it was, well, maybe not downloadable. It, it was physical right? DLC. Yeah. Yes, physical, physical DLC. DLC. Um, uh, yeah, like, they have actual content, a lot of them. And not necessarily for all of them, but most. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, like it says, it's downloadable content. Yeah. So, at that point, it's like, hey, come back, play the game. We have, we've added some other stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of what you see more so nowadays are tied to more cosmetic based things mm-hmm. or having a battle pass, which allows you to unlock cosmetics or some other things that are just kind of nebulous to just within the game universe. Mm-hmm. But again, like they want to encourage you to spend more time or money there. Right. So maybe they'll and have the a service. Hey, part. yeah. Like, Hey, if you play three missions and win, you get, you get a little prize and you're like, I, yep. I want the prize. Okay. Well, you can do that daily if you want. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you will miss out. Yeah. So a lot of games have daily challenges. Like today and the day before and the day before, I played Magic the Gathering Arena before work. Because mm-hmm. if I do a specific challenge, I get a, I get some in-game currency that I can use to buy packs. Right. I did the same with Hearthstone. Yeah. And at a point, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go away because you didn't do your daily quest. Mm-hmm. You might be able to stock up to like three, but then it's gone. And then you have that, oh, I'm missing out on this free thing Mm -hmm. because I was, you know, doing something else, giving my time to another game or another activity. Yeah. I want to like elaborate on that because I didn't even think about like dailies. They're such a big part of like modern FOMO and video games. Like there are some systems. I think Warframe is one of them where they have like a daily tracker and you're only making progress down the tracker. If you sign in that day, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Some games actually will give you a bonus or you'll only make progress if you're part of like a um, a consecutive login, which this is like this is descending into evil at this point, basically. Um, but a lot of games are just, oh, you didn't sign in today. You're just not making any progress today. Um, and I don't hate dailies, but. I mean, it does push up against um it does push up against the natural drive to do something that's fun, which should probably be the way the reason you play games. And I have quit, I think exactly one game because it was just dailies and weeklies. And that was like, it was just too much. And that was never winter online. Like all they had was just like daily dungeon, daily quest, daily, this daily, that weekly, this weekly, that. And like, I realized I was just consuming like this treadmill basically of content that I had to run each day as opposed to actually having fun. Yeah. I think like the positive side of it could be if let's say a vampire survivors had dailies and it didn't necessarily have unlockables with it. Like I can see the, Hey, I just want to like play a game or something. I guess we do vampire survivors. Mm-hmm. What type of run do I even want to do? I don't know. But they're like, hey, uh, you have to use, you can only use things that circle around you. And you're like, oh, okay. So you can maybe have like a little challenge thing. Yeah. Um, but I guess that would be more of like a challenge run, similar to like what they have for Slay the Spire. Exactly. Then yeah. something that would be a daily specifically. That would, yeah, I'd probably separate that into a daily actually provide you something like a rewarding mm-hmm. game, which is the incentive versus a challenge, which is just, Hey, I'm looking to do something, but I don't know what. Oh, this game's providing a specific challenge for me. Right. Like Prey has achievements for beating the game with only Typhon mods or no Typhon mods or no mods whatsoever. Right. Like um, that last one might not be true, but I think it's related to something. Um, And those can be fun because it's just like you opt in or you opt out. It's always going to be there. I could choose not to try for the achievement. And if you don't want to play the game, don't even bother right um but 
it it's very much different than a daily. I feel like a daily is usually in a game where they want you to play. I mean, we were we've been describing some like single player games, or I've been describing single player games to compare against. But a daily wants you to keep you in the ecosystem, to keep you in the community, so that mm-hmm. you can be content for other players that potentially would spend money a lot of the times, right? Yeah, like they have some incentive. Arcane doesn't care if I go back and I play Prey for an eleventh time, um, but if I were to start play, playing Magic, then yeah, Wizards wants to keep me in the ecosystem so that noobs can just grind levels off me, right? Like someone's got to win and feel good. Yeah, it's it's part of that, and also if you look at it again from like a real life perspective, malls mm-hmm. they want to keep you in there as long as possible because. If you're there for longer, you're going to check out more stores. You're going to stop at the Auntie Anne's maybe two or three times because you're hungry and you're like, we've been here so fucking long. Uh Um, But yeah, the more time you spend there, it's just an inevitability at a point. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the other thing I think you touched on a little bit um, that I... I wanted to also mention there, is like, there's no proof of that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if the audio record saves successfully <laughs> after the episode or not. Um, but uh, the uh, pre-order situation and like I've, I, I, I think it might've been mass effect or it was something like that um, where oftentimes games will make collector's editions afterwards, after all this time has passed and it has all of the, pre-order content like baked into it mm-hmm. and it's been multiple games i've played um i know fallout's one of them but uh, other games that have dlc and things like that where um you're like okay you finished character creation here's 50 dialogues that you're gonna click through one at a time where it's just like we gave you a cloak we gave you some boots like we gave you uh, a 50 percent experience bonus we gave you a special gun something like that and you're like I kind of was just here to play the game, but whatever, I guess. Um, but that was the consequence of them really trying to get people to buy the game before it came out on PlayStation and PC and Xbox and all these things. Um, and they're like, hey, if you don't buy it now, you won't have one orange gun that will be uh, completely useless by the end of the prologue. Right? Like, they, but they it advertise it a little bit better than, than yes. Jake did. Yes. They always try and make it seem like any game or... I mean, the game itself, let alone like why you should pre-order it, mm-hmm. is always like, after years of like studying all the games ever made, we've made the best game. It will uh-huh. blow your tits off. It will suck your dick for you. Because honestly, I've had trouble <laughs> with, with my neck and my back. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> they, they make it seem like the second coming of God just to like make you get the pre-order or maybe like order a more extensive one where you get some bonus with it. It's 10 or $20 again, it's just, more. It's just like within the game. Mm-hmm. The only reason you should ever pay more for a fucking game is if you're buying the soundtrack with it. Yeah. Because you're like, I like the game and the soundtrack and I want to own both. Cool. Or they give you a statue. Do that. Hmm? That's the other, that, or they give you a statue. That's the other case. Oh yeah. So if you're getting up on your wall. more tangible things with it. Mm-hmm. As I look at Jake's giant statue behind him, um, <laughs> it, it makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you paid what you paid. <laughs> but like, if you're getting something tangible out of it, like it's something that you can actually have and share with people versus if it's just within the game, uh-huh. that's really just for you. Yeah. So like, again, if that's really your bag and you just want to have like the coolest cosmetics of everything, and you get joy from that, you're actually getting something out of it, okay. Mm-hmm. But know that overall, as like from a financial standpoint, it's not the best decision for you. No. Yeah. But I've, I've definitely bought into some things because I'm like, ah, uh-huh. I'm a consumer. I'm- we've, we've talked about Dota. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Dota. Like, I'm as guilty um, of, uh, you know, the fear of missing out for seasonal events, things like that. Um, obviously, the Enigma Bracers in, in Dota was the high point slash low point. Um, high point of my Enigma loadout, low point of my wallet. Um, and and Jake hasn't even logged in to get the free Arcana, and that's shameful. Shameful display. 
I'm reformed. The thing is, if I were to log in and get the Arcana, it would only show up like on the bots <laughs> that, that I play with because <laughs> it'll probably be on a character I don't play. It's it was Razor, right? No, the free Arcana is you get to pick any existing Arcana because oh. of how things went with uh, the last TI as uh-huh. like a, an apology, I guess. You're like, everybody gets free Arcana, um, everybody gets 10 battle pass levels, or if you don't, if you don't have the battle pass, we'll just give you the battle pass. Gotcha. Um, so they did all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, oh okay. I watched like three <laughs> games. I didn't give they a listened, shit. They listened, they listened to our episode is probably what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went back. We, we talked about it. I mean, if that's still running, I probably will log in and get Rubik then. But um, I think, but I'm not sure. All right. That's fair. Uh, so FOMO right there. I actually, like, I don't have, I, previous to literally this discussion, I had no intent to get the Rubik Arcana. But if I could get it and it's time limited, I would sign in tonight and pick it up because like why, right? Like I, I might never play Rubik again in my entire life, but what if I do? Yeah, right? Because then you would have it and you could go back versus I didn't want to log in for 30 seconds and now that's, that's gone. Mm-hmm. That's a great live action example you've set up. For, for the topic we're talking about. Um, All planned. Thanks, Gaben. Mm-hmm. Cool, <laughs> yeah. Dave, as he walks away. Uh-huh. And my favorite class is the spy. <laughs> um, speaking of Gabe Newell, one of my examples I have here is um, the difference in launch for Left 4 Dead and Warhammer Darktide. Um, I'm not going to talk a whole bunch about Darktide. Nobody cares. But... Um, when Left 4 Dead launched, it was a fully complete experience, right? It's like, grab four friends, play through the campaign, there's a story, there's difficulty, there's some randomness to it, it's a, there's a circle around this whole experience. Like, it received patches and things like that, but the game was complete when it launched. Um, as a minor aside, Darktide literally has had the community um, recommend the early access tag so much that it shows up on their store page as early access tag. And the game is not technically in early access, but uh, yeah, they are uh, very saucy. Um, but that game has not a lot of those features. It still has, it's fun. It's fun to play, but it launched with a real money shop for cosmetics. And they have these timers on the bottom and it's like this deal will only be active this long. And you know, if you're going to pay currency for something, then you can never spend just enough money to get that. It's always going to be a little bit of extra currency. So you'll incentivize, you'll be incentivized to keep spending money. So you can kind of like use the currency you have or else it's wasted, right? You've, you you, you fear wasting the current the premium currency you already have because it's not enough to buy something, but it's just sitting there unusable unless you spend more money to get more currency um i think it's one of the the bigger evils it's terrible i freaking hate it oh how how much you want to have this cost you want to have it be an even thing so somebody could you know get pay pay for that and then be done Mm. or do you want to like leave a little thing that they can't a little bit little thing in their wallet that they can't you know transfer to anything else and just like you can only use it here Mm -hmm. you don't have enough to buy anything you should add more you should make yeah. me bigger so it's, I can buy it, more things. <laughs> it's only, you only, you only need to spend five bucks to get enough currency to buy the next thing. Cause look at you thought ahead. You already have a little bit of currency in your wallet. Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible. Um, legitimately evil. Like, so whenever I had, you know how you'd get like gift cards over Christmas mm-hmm. as I'm about to like bash family members. Yeah. But like they can take it. It's like, let's say a $25 gift card. You get like a shirt or something. Like you spent, let's say like $23. There's $2 on it, right? Mm-hmm. Card's done. Yeah. Like I'm not going to uh-huh. go back to the store where I was using that for and be like, oh, $2 off my next purchase or I'll buy a bottle of water. No, oh. it's it's taking up space on my wallet. We're fucking done. Call it a day. This is an aside, but something I, I started doing because for the most part, like I haven't really gotten gift cards to specific locations anymore it's just like a visa gift card or something was the last time and it's been years but like the last type i got um 
you can just go to like Amazon and just like drain it into a virtual gift card and then just use it whenever you check out. <laughs> You're just like, oh, it's like 20 bucks on here, whatever. Drain it into a virtual gift card and use it when you check out um, on a one to one conversion ratio. That was nice because I don't like dealing with gift cards. <laughs> it's technically better than it technically has a little bit more thought to it, kind of, than just like giving you cash. But it's so much worse than just receiving cash. <laughs> yeah, Hot take. <laughs> cash is. I mean, I don't like paper money so much. But I'd never be like, mm. Venmo me for Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. So you get five friends together and you all decide that you're only going to spend $50 on each other. <laughs> and then each person <laughs> sends every other person $50. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like like tangible things where it's like, yes. hey, like I'll take you out for food. I'm like, okay. Because I don't have to deal with any of the payment. I get the benefit of the food. I get the benefit of like the friendship and the time. Mm-hmm. And and then you're done. There's nothing else you got to think about. Sorry, Mon- I want money say is a poor man's Christmas gift. That's <laughs> 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 what we're saying. <laughs> Give me money. What are you poor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry, I wanted to ask more about Dark Tides. You said that they had a real cash money shop for cosmetics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the community. Uh, forcibly made it seem early access by putting the tag on there. Yeah. Yeah, they they tagged it up a bunch. Um, What's funny is the real money shop was disabled in the beta, which makes sense. A lot of people do it. But as soon as the game launched, immediately enabled. Um, And all of this, to take a step back, I'm cynical of it. I also get that they want to make money, right? Um, and Wells will will float this game and make sure those developers stay in jobs and things like that. And they need to make make money back. Tencent bought them out. I don't know if they really need to make money. Tencent doesn't use money, but like, still. Um, that all being said, like, at the end of the day, I don't want to see consumers taken advantage of. And if Left for Dead. If we time traveled back to when Left 4 Dead launched and you were like, hey, you can buy different hats for Bill at the start of the game, like when Left 4 Dead launched, I don't know how people would have taken it, right? Like, it's a completely different time. True. Actually, I do know how people would have taken it. They would have torn it apart, right? Like, they're like, what are you, what are you doing? Why do you need more money on top of this? I think from like a consumer or gamer perspective, they would look at it to more so be behind. Oh, I've done an achievement with this character. I've maybe done a hundred games or gotten enough headshots, killed enough specials. Yeah. I get rewarded for playing that character or that weapon type thing. That's how that's within the game. Right. Yeah. And I understand that there's not really a, a monetary model for left for dead to, keep getting money from people mm-hmm. but like the game was just wildly fucking popular mm-hmm. but again that now puts it on the develop- developer and publisher to make more games saying like hey we made this thing that you loved before check out this thing right but it's less sustainable because you have to put time and money into developing another title mm-hmm yeah, that's what it that's what a lot of this comes down to. I guess the intent is the discussion to mostly be around FOMO, but it's like impossible to separate it from games as a service. And like this need to continue a revenue stream because it's so risky to create a new game. Like you mentioned Payday. The reason Payday has so many DLC is because Overkill doesn't have it to say to say it nicely would say be the resources to create the next payday like just divert all effort to that mm-hmm. to say it not nicely would be they don't have the competency <laughs> to create create the next payday in a reasonable time um i don't know that's that's speculation on my part but what the player base really wants 
I'm going to speak for the entire player base. I don't need facts is like more interesting novel content, not little cash grabs and deals and things like that, that don't appreciably change the game. I love hotline Miami. The hotline Miami mission in payday is not good. The game does not have good driving mechanics <laughs> and you have to drive cars at the end of it. If you screw up then it's well, you did the whole mission and it's all over. So whatever. The music slaps, though. It's so good. I, I use that mission music for every single mission because you can choose uh-huh. your own music. I was like, uh, this one, please. Uh-huh. It was delightful. I, I think that's Hawkshud that lets you do that. Yeah, it was. Um, it was very nice, though. But yeah, I but, think. Yeah. As a member of the player base, which you, you spoke for me earlier, mm-hmm. I, I do agree that players want more novel things. Um a lot of my examples are going to be like solid single player games uh-huh. um, like God of War, for example, played that recently, beat it, enjoyed it. And they don't, as far as I am aware, they don't have any type of monetization scheme outside of just the game. Right. They have optional stuff Probably you get in the game, like different armor sets that is usually behind like achievements or like hunting out some collectibles stuff like that. But yeah, there's nothing else that's trying to like grab at my money. Uh-huh. So again, as a consumer, I appreciate that because everything is confined within the game. There's nothing they're dangling outside saying like, wouldn't you like to have this? Wouldn't you like to change the color of Kratos' weapons and be like, be kind of cool. If you they the added like blades. a little, yeah, <laughs> that, that'd be so awesome. Um, yeah it's it really does it does seem like we're getting a little further away from fomo and more to like monetization schemes but it's impossible to separate it and i just i i dislike that single player games are corrupted by this crap i already talked about praxis and deus ex but like it's just it's it's frustrating to be excited to play a game and then have the game say like because a good, like a more tame implementation of this is something that is relatively non-obtrusive, but it's still going to reduce your um, excitement in the game if you don't make the purchase, right? Like going to Dark Tide. The reason that they can sell cosmetics is because the cosmetics look good, right? It's like, yeah, you can get a gold skull, like face mask, or something like that. And otherwise you're just literally in like prisoner gear or like basic armor or something. Um, and it looks really cool. I don't want to buy it, but I did see someone had it. I saw it in the shop and now I know that my character by comparison is not as cool. Doesn't look as cool as this other character. I like to think I'm relatively mature. It doesn't bother me that much, but, but I'm missing it. Yeah. Right. I'm second class now. I feel like the the most classic example of this is when you start out like in an MMO or something and you're at like a hub and then you see like all this cool stuff. You're like, how long does it take me to get that shit? Uh huh. Yeah. It's like, I get it. Like a lot of video games and the male power fantasy Mm -hmm. is like, you want to level up your character to be end game you want to have the cool spells the cool abilities the cool gear that you've spent the time in and you've worked for and then you can just be like oh hey again this is tied to battle passes Mm -hmm. where it's like hey you can get this eventually or wouldn't it be wouldn't it be more convenient i can just slide this to you under the table and you just gotta slide something to me over the table Uh That's that's it buy overwatch battle pass levels right Exactly. And it it cheapens the experience because A, you're throwing money at something you don't technically have to. But again, it's a matter of convenience. And anytime you dangle that in front of somebody, I did not get groceries today. I could have gotten groceries today. I went to my local Thai place because it was more convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe I'll get groceries over the weekend. We'll see. 
the way the way you said that, I was like, is this part of the bit, or <laughs> did he just remember he's not he hasn't gotten groceries? <laughs> oh no, I, I was well aware, but like again, like I opted for convenience because it was convenient. Uh huh. Like I can spend a little more extra money to spend less time, less mm. overhead, right? And okay, I've now solved my problem of tasty food. Done. Right. I, I opted for convenience at the cost of money. Yeah. And that's I, the I same thing that like battle passes do where they're like, hey, you can just buy these battle pass levels or a higher level battle pass. You don't want to spend all that time grinding, do you? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, what? Are you still playing? What was the uh, can- Candy Crush? Are you still only on level 100? You little baby. You're not buying power-ups or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they'd have like, hey, you can only use like one power-up a day. Mm-hmm. unless yeah slide us some money under the table and that's the reason king is like the most profitable the mobile games division is the most profitable part of activision blizzard right um it's man ah doesn't that make you sad <laughs> it makes me a little bit sad I, like like i get why people do it it's because corporations want to make money um but there's just some so there's some good ones out there that just don't do all this crap, right? Like we played Divinity. And Divinity is a wholly contained experience. And I would buy DLC or expansions for Divinity because I know that they would be good pieces of content. The um uh the Undead Squirrel Knight. I think that was DLC. Is it? I believe so. It might have been free DLC though. I guess that wouldn't count for th- the point I of think, the argument. Yeah, I think it's free DLC. Um, but like, because it's already this self-contained experience and it's not trying to like nickel and dime me, the injustice is Larian is not going to make the kind of money, you know, Blizzard makes, but ultimately as the consumer, which is the person I want to advocate for more, like I would rather see business models where you're not trying to scare people into spending money so they don't lose out or like. Yeah, put them in situations where they're spending more money than they wanted to even. Like, I bought Dark Tide for retail price. I don't want to spend any more money on it. If the game was at a place where it was so good, it had earned this sort of like, crap, I've only spent 50 bucks on this? Like, yeah, I guess I'll pick something up. I've played games like that, right? Vampire survivors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've only spent 50 bucks on vampire survivors. Like, they need How more many money. copies did you buy? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, 10 copies? Wait, uh, did you I, buy I, vampire survivors? <laughs> yeah, yes. The, the way you said that makes it sound like a question. So I thought I, I b- bought it and then I was like talking about it so much. I thought I also bought it for, for you and Jenny. Bucks. I was like, you got to try those. Um, you might have. I can't recall. No comment. Hmm. Producer, uh, producer, look into it. But. Yeah, right. Our fact, our resident fact, fact checker. <laughs> it's. We it's should start easy. that. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be like one person who's like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna listen to like four episodes in a row and like tell them whether they fucked up." I just like the idea of having a fact checker that can only fact check up fact check us after we publish the episode thereby completely negate negating any sort of advantage to actually act actually fact checking um we'll just have to put that on all of the uh the episodes on spotify like uh, update some of these things were factually incorrect (laughs) yeah dating back several years but it's so much easier for me to want to give my money to somebody who has provided something of value to me mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I feel like even what I gave you is not enough money for how much value I d- determined that to be right so like a classic example is a lot of smaller indie bands might have hey my music's online for free just go here download right. I don't give a shit if you want to donate money you can now from a business standpoint on paper you'd be like that person's a fucking idiot they're not going to get any <laughs> money yeah, this isn't how on the contrary, are. though, they actually make a decent amount of money mm-hmm. because people are like, hey, it's cool that you're doing that for free. I did like the music. Thanks for putting it up. And they're like, they'll toss them five, ten bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a much more 
flies with honey type thing than threatening them with vinegar in their eyes. Not, <laughs> yeah. not my best analogy, but <laughs> we sucked the landing and then drowned in the vinegar. <laughs> honey! Oh no! <laughs> Even if it was honey, it's kind of a bad situation, honestly. Yeah. Um, but but. It's, it's again, it's approaching it from a non-fear perspective. Yeah. Because again, it's, it's the fear of missing out. So they're mm-hmm. preying on the fear that you feel like you have to opt in. Right. Yeah. As opposed to a, an earnest interest in purchasing this from, from your own volition. You had to stack the odds in your favor a bit by, by putting this leverage against them. Right. Because going back to Dark Tide, if they were confident in that and their their scheme and they didn't need to use underhanded tactics, you could just purchase the items for direct currency. There would be no middleman transactions that's going to, you know, leave you in this, oh, you have some spare currency, you should use it type scenario. Or you have to spend more real money than you actually want to. Um, they wouldn't have rotating sales. Like Destiny does the same thing with yeah, their every you put a fucking timer on it, it's it's stressful because like with Destiny as a great example because you have to grind so much to get anything in that game mm-hmm. and it's such a pain in the dick and occasionally something will come up in like the, the Bright Dust shop which is a separate type of currency you can mm-hmm. get in game but it's I think only used for cosmetic type things ever I believe so I think I've only seen cosmetics there okay. but if you want like a cool exotic cosmetic for a ship or a sparrow or the orb you your ghost mm-hmm. i don't play the game that often apparently we call it, it, his <laughs> name is orb it's fine <laughs> <laughs> the orb <laughs> but like it might cost like three thousand bright dust mm-hmm. and it's like how do you get that much in that time unless you've like stocked up yeah i mean so it'd be really so much easier to just buy that shit because yeah. otherwise it, it goes away and there's not a convenient way to like oh here's all the possible things I can buy for that bright dust. No, you have to wait for it to cycle back. Mm -hmm. Which goes back to like where we started with this was the dailies are for the free players or the people who aren't really spending money on the game to kind of keep them in the ecosystem so that the people who spend a lot of money will have other people to feel better against basically. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know. We've got another, 13 minutes or so, but I think the majority of my thoughts on the fear of missing out are kind of played out. And now it's just, it's just this, this, this angst and fear of where games are going. Um, And because of that, I just retreat into the games I'm more comfortable with that don't engage with any of these systems at all. Um, Or if I'm going to play those games, just choose not to, engage with the systems at all and pretend they aren't there. I mean, I feel that to a degree. I don't think I really play any games outside of Dota 2 that have mm-hmm. like a, hey, we would also like more of your money if you're, if that's, if that's cool with you, maybe. Uh-huh. But for Dota, I mean, you, you can file that one under a game that you, it is your, your in quotes forever game, right? It's the game you're spending all of your, like, not all your free time on. That's probably a little bit much. But if you were to sit down and play a game and have have fun with it, it's the game you would pick up. So you could justify spending money on it. But if I went back and I was like, oh man, there's a new battle pass. Well, I guess I got to hit level 100. Money, 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 money. Would not make any sense, right? No. I said 100, I meant 1,000. That's, that's a very high level of battle pass. <laughs> I think we ran the math on it at some point. It was a lot of money. It was like 400 bucks or something. Oh, another thing that bugged me about Fall Guys used to be, hey, you can play and it was the initial quote unquote battle pass thing of if you play this enough over time, you you can access everything in the same way. Uh Uh-huh. Now they split it out into like, you have like the shit in-game currency, which is basically fucking worthless. Uh It's like, hey, do you want to change your nickname? I think I'm currently like, springy little bean or something like that uh-huh 
but all like the cool cosmetics are specifically a separate currency you have to buy with cash money yeah like mm-hmm. anything remotely notable whereas it used to be oh i've just been playing enough games oh here's my in-game currency oh i've got i'm now 2b right uh-huh and that that felt cool for a while and then because i knew it was going to go that way at some point it just went full tilt yeah See, were... i do feel some of your despondency with triple a games as a whole mm-hmm. um but i feel like a lot of the triple a games that i've had strong opinions on like this isn't for me and it's shit mm-hmm. has consistently been that way um, That's i don't think true. it's, it's, it's really branched too much into my pride and joys right like if from stuff if from soft starts doing that shit i'm gonna have a standalone episode mm-hmm. um i'm not even allowed jake to comment on the subject i'm just gonna be that pissed uh, I'll just sit here and nod and occasionally say, mm-hmm, and then that's going to be the episode of the whole thing. <laughs> um, and you as a listener will think that he only said it once and we just kept splicing it in. <laughs> I actually remember when Elden Ring came out, people were making fun of some other games and someone had a mock-up of the UI if it was like a different AAA game. And it was like, there was like a, a dialogue box that was like, pay money to revive here. And mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. There's like consumables up in the corner and all this other stupid UI and stuff. Yeah, it's it's weird how like video games is the medium where because it has that level of interaction, mm-hmm. you can do that. Yeah. Like in no book sale have they ever been like, you got to wait for the DLC. But I guess that's just another book at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a much purer form for that because... Um, I don't know. It keeps it keeps people a little bit honest. Like some of this comes back to what is the job of game developers? And I don't want to say people who work on games as a service are bad game developers because it's probably not even there. They're say right. And like I, I kind of like the people who work on Final Fantasy 14 and that's that's a game as a service. Um, but there's a big difference between these people who are releasing these massive expansion packs and stuff and people who are kind of like keeping a game on life support and then just drawing as much currency out of the player base as possible. Um, and that last thing, I just, I just don't want that to exist. It's like, I, I wish they would make a different game or if they can't make a different game, if they can't make a number two or a number three, don't, do this to the one game you're gonna release yeah i i always agree with what you're saying with that i think mm-hmm. from that's why we have this way. podcast it's yeah. <laughs> so i can hear you agree with me <laughs> and just occasionally going, yeah, i'll agree with yeah. you yeah <laughs> and jake goes yeah yeah <laughs> but i always uh, implore i don't use that word enough i implore mm-hmm. any right. type of consumer or gamer to treat video games like you would food if you're going to go out for a nice meal, how much are you willing to pay for that quality of food? Right. Like it's one thing if you go to McDonald's and it's just the drive through versus if you go out to like a nice place for like a sit down meal, always make sure you're getting your money's worth for whatever it is that again, for your value. Yeah. The other part of that is, Nope, it's gone. It, it was there. <laughs> it was still a good part, but you made and me I think about it. I was like, crap, I spent like 30 bucks on Domino's and I could have gotten an indie game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe it's best not to treat those as a one-to-one relationship given how expensive food is right now. But um, no, that's good advice. Especially when you go into it, right? That's that's the key to... That's the, the counterplay to FOMO is know what your expectations are for something and be and have standards if something violates your expectations if it's like hey here's more ways for you to spend money just be like well i'm just uh i'm not going to engage with this um the other the other example i actually thought of uh when you were talking about unlockable content and things like that in games um and this has actually been around for a long time 
is uh, the example of maps in like uh, shooters. Those have been around since like, I think Modern Warfare probably introduced them. It could have also been Battlefield. Um, but they had this concept where it was like, when you queued into a match, it would pick a map and you would be um, fighting on that map or what have you. And these games actually like segmented the community into players that had access to this new map type and players that didn't have access to that map type. And so this is a very real fear of missing out because other people are literally playing new content that you don't even get to visit and have access to. Um, I think that that is terrible, obviously. And thankfully, I think people started to realize that segregating your community that much is actually harmful to the player base in the same way that you want this premium and this free currency, right? Um, for our listeners, Dave's actually stepped away and I'm just, I'm buying time until he comes back. A uh, little bit experimental for me. We'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, it's, it, it was a bad idea then. It's obviously a bad idea here. Here, the stratification seems to be between the haves and the have-nots. You have the <laughs> the uh, oligarchy of the, the people who have all of these resources and cool gear in the game and maybe advantages, pay-to-win advantages. And then you've got everybody here at the bottom who is spending their time trying to catch up as opposed to their money. It's no fun. So it all really comes back to having those standards and I'm not going to pretend I'm not on some, you know, I was going to say porcelain throne, but that's a toilet I'm not on some ivory throne, um, like exempt from all of this, right? Like I'm playing dark tide right now. And maybe if something really cool showed up in the shop, I would be tempted to spend money on it because <laughs> there's a timer and it wouldn't be there forever. But, um, but I think it is something that we can all work on to try to, make sure that we're more resilient against it because I don't think there's a guarantee that the gaming market is going in a better direction, right? It might be going more the way of red dead online and spending money and doing all of this stuff. Um, and further away from this kind of divinity model. Um, <laughs> oh, Dave actually had his headphones on. All right. Dave's back. <laughs> I, did you cover for me the whole time? The whole time, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Well, whatever you said was complete I should have, bullshit. <laughs> I should have paused. I um, thought you were going to. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't think about it till right now. I did Anyways. remember my other thought, though. Oh, that's good. I think. Thank right? you guys for listening. Um, <laughs> what's the other thought? I actually do have to briefly remember it again because it just got jostled oh, no. by that. By that <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's fair. Um, okay, so it was... I had this thought initially before the podcast and then I keep forgetting it. Mm -hmm. But if you do a direct comparison to... Again, that trying to like keep you in the ecosystem type thing uh, and you approach it to an individual relationship, right? Okay. Where someone's always trying to like keep you around make you feel guilty for not doing something you would describe that as an abusive relationship at a point or oh, yeah. at least a very mm -hmm. toxic relationship yeah and at least the woke culture of today uh, is pretty smart of realizing like hey this is uh, actually severely negatively impacting my life mm -hmm. so if you wouldn't do it there and you don't want to pay way too much for mcdonald's food maybe maybe don't maybe don't yeah. maybe you deserve better yeah i think that's a good takeaway that's a good ending point so naturally it won't let us to expand upon that <laughs> just to cause dave to cause dave pain um it feels like sometimes we talk about the talk to the game developers and we talk to the players and like if you're a game developer out there I know that's most of our listening base, actually. Um, have faith in your game, right? Make it the most fun game it can be. Make it the best game it could be. And if you have to, 
add some of these monetization schemes, people will probably accept them if the rest of your game is really good. If it's what you're spending your time on, if it's what you're spending your effort on. Um, I'll always appreciate the games that don't even need that additive bit. But I mean, you're out here to get bread. I get it. Um, so that's really just that's it. You know, yeah, we've always said, best. I think we started saying on this podcast, don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, yeah. And we do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate both. <laughs> um, that's the episode, though. That's your life advice. Hopefully you guys are keeping well. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any ideas or topics, perhaps, for future episodes or games you would like us to cover, more likely games you'd like us to laugh at and then not cover, you can send those ideas in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.